Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Justification is God's way of saying, I refuse to see you anymore as a sinner. Because you are justified, now live out your holiness. Because you are holy, I have already made you holy, not because you're not holy. You are already made holy, now therefore be holy. Not you are unholy, be holy. You are unjustified, be justified. You are already justified, you are already made holy. Therefore, now manifest those works. Please hear me folks. For you to live this life of faith, it is impossible to walk by faith until you realize that you are justified. And you will never realize you are justified until you change your idea of who God is. To live by faith, your revelation of God must be greater than the one revealed to you through the law. Yeah. 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 Please hear me carefully. When your revelation of God comes through the law, then what it naturally produces is unbelief. The law can never produce faith. Read that in verse 12. But the law does not rest on faith, does not require faith, and has nothing to do with faith. I didn't put this in your Bible last night. It's always been there. So I always get confused when people teach series on how to keep the Ten Commandments. It ain't got nothing to do with faith. It has nothing to do with faith. It does not rest on faith. It does not require faith. It has got nothing to do with faith. For it itself says, He who does them, the things prescribed by the law, shall live by them. Meaning what? Not by faith. You are either of the law or are your faith. It's as simple as that. You can't be of the law and faith. You are either of the law or you're of faith. Therefore, Romans chapter 7 verse 6, Santos quickly amplified. Romans chapter 7 verse number 6. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we are discharged from the law and have terminated all intercourse with it. Having died to once restrained and held us captive. Say this, I am discharged, I am discharged. From, the law. from the law. What does it mean to be discharged? When you're discharged, you can't go back. When you have been discharged from something, you cannot go back to it. Yeah. So once you have been saved by faith, and then you say, well now I got to try to please God. No, you don't try to please God. You live works of righteousness because God is already pleased with you. You see how unbelief creeps in when you jump back to your ability to live for God. You can't live for God. He can live through you. It is no longer I that liveth, but Christ that lives through me. So this faith that I am talking to you about has to be a faith that comes from the inside. It is on the inside of you. But if you live in condemnation or if you live by the law, it will cloud it and you will never operate in faith. What does it mean when it says I walk by faith and not by sight? Sight is the place of senses. Yeah, yeah. Sight is the place of reacting to, oh, I feel, I feel sick, I, yeah. feel, I feel this, I will. Stop saying that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stop talking trash about yourself. Yeah. I don't care how you feel. 
You are a spirit being. Yes. Start talking like a spirit being. Amen. You're not a flesh being. Well, man, you know, my diabetes, you know, my di- your diabetes, really? You take ownership of that stuff now? No. Well, you know, I got, and I got me my headache. No. Your headache? No. When did you invent it? <laughs> your daddy named Lucifer? No. <laughs> Cut off all ownership to things that are not of the spirit. Cut off all ownership. Oh, mommy, daddy had, you know, mommy, I, they got arthritis and I got arthritis. No, you don't have it. Because the day you got saved, you are now a spirit being. You're not a flesh being. The more you're a flesh being, the more you operate in the effects of the flesh. But you have been crucified with Christ. You are now a faith being. You walk by faith and not by sight. So no matter what you feel, do I have to deny what I feel? No, that's ignorance. Don't deny what you feel. Just speak a greater truth. There are some things that are true and there are some things that are truer. The greater truth is what God says, not what you feel. The greater truth is what God says. And you're saying, preacher, I'm a sinner. I feel horrible. Man, you don't know the stuff I do. Listen to me. God says, you are righteous. I find no fault in you. I find no fault in you. The just shall live by faith. Until you realize that you are justified. You cannot be justified as long as you are still living under the law. Church folk, listen to me. In your enthusiasm to stick up for old covenant principles, don't be stuck under bondage. Paul speaks to those people specifically and says, after having come to the knowledge of truth, why do you go back to those beggarly elements? It's like the prodigal son saying, well, daddy, I miss the pigs. I don't go back to them swines that I was eating back in the old days with. You've been delivered from that. Don't go back to that stuff. You've been discharged from it. And here's another thing to you Gentiles. The law was never yours to begin with. Why are you pretending to be something you're not? You've been discharged from that. You've been discharged from that. You're either of the law or of the spirit. You're of the law or of, or, 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 or of grace. You decide which one you want to be. Which one you want to be under. When you live in condemnation and guilt, your revelation of God is marred by your own sin. When you live in condemnation and guilt, your revelation of God is marred. And if your revelation of God is marred, then you don't walk in faith. Because how am I going to believe for something greater, bigger, when I still think God's mad at me? God's mad at me. God is not mad at you. God is not mad at you. He's not turning His face away from you. He already turned his face away from you once. And that was when you were in Christ on the cross. He's never turning his face away from you anymore. Once and forever the father turned his face away. When we in all our sins were placed in Christ. The father turned his face away and now he looks to you with compassion. Why? Because the wages of sin have already been paid. God is not looking to punish sin anymore. He punished it once and forever on the body of his son. It's already paid for. All you got to do is say, thank you, Lord, for my forgiveness. When the works, when your revelation of God comes from the law or from your works, it will always produce unbelief. Let your revelation of God be divorced from your idea of your lifestyle or anything you do. Let your revelation of God come solely from the word of God and the person of Jesus Christ.
I think of the one with the issue of blood who by the law is unclean and should be thrown out. And yet there was something in her, the Bible says in Mark 5, for she heard, for she heard. Let me ask you this question, what did she hear? Did she hear that this was a law-thumping Pharisee who was going to reject her if he touched her? If she touched him? No. She heard that he was a good God. She heard that he's not going to turn me away. She heard her revelation of God was greater than what was revealed of Jesus through the law. She knew if only I touch him, I shall be made well. That's not what the law teaches you. The law teaches you, you unclean, filthy thing, go outside the gates and stay out till you're pure. And yet she knew there was a revelation of God that was greater than what she knew or was told to by the law. The Canaanite woman, I told you again, what made her say, there's got to be something good about him that if I can pursue with my faith, I can get him to answer my prayer right now. And Jesus responds to her, woman, great is your faith. Jesus never once says those words, great is your faith of people that are living under the law. Both times that Jesus said, great is your faith, he was speaking to Gentiles. Why? Because their revelation of God was not limited by the law. close with Hebrews 12 verse 2 are you learning something today yes, sir. Yes, sir. please don't hear all of this and go back and then mess up and you're like oh my god I lost it all I gotta go to church and get clean again <laughs> church is not your bathing center <laughs> you are living under the continuous flow of the blood of Jesus Christ if you are in the light as he is in the light 1 John 1 7 then the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses you from every sin you are in the light meaning you are saved once you are saved the blood is constantly washing you constantly cleaning you constantly all that junk and crud that that climbs on during life the blood keeps washing you the blood keeps washing you it is no longer based on your confession it is no longer based on your repentance but the fact that you once and forever confess Jesus Christ as Lord now the blood constantly cleanses you why because you are in the light say I'm in the light you're getting washed all the time I don't care if you bathe in the natural in the spirit the blood is washing you all the time I got some stinky friends that get blood washed by the blood your bathing practices ain't got no bearing on the blood of Jesus washing you the blood is constantly cleansing you hallelujah Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 Just to give some context, the line before that, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When you look at Jesus, your ability to live an activated faith life is dependent on your ability to fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus ain't going to fix your eyes on, on him for you. You're going to have to choose to fix your eyes on Jesus. The author and the finisher of your faith. Peter is sitting in the boat and Jesus comes walking on the water. I wish I had time to preach this in, in full. And all the disciples are going, oh, it's a ghost. 
Here's the answer to their problem coming to rescue them and they think it's a ghost. Sounds like a lot of church folk. Oh Lord, send revival. And the first person that falls into the power of God, we're going to another church where they don't fall. <laughs> it's the devil there. They laugh too much. You want to go to a church that cries too much? I'd rather be in a place that laughs too much. It's a devil. And then Peter says, Lord, if it's you, say the word. And the Lord says, come. Come. Yeah. At your word, Paul, Peter says, at your word. Jesus says, come. Peter gets out and starts walking on the very thing that was threatening to drown him. Yeah. You want to walk off some of those things that are trying to drown you in your life right now? Fix your eyes on Jesus. You're going through a financial struggle? Take your eyes off your bank account. Fix it on Jesus, Jehovah Jireh. You're struggling in your, in your body, sickness attacking you. Take your eyes off your infirmity and fix it on Jesus, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals you. Yeah. Come on now, whatever storm you are going through today, fix your eyes on Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Yeah. Take your eyes off that situation because there's a principle in the Bible. Whatever you behold, you become. Yeah. Whatever you behold, you become. 2 Corinthians 3.15 but we all with unveiled face. Unveiled why? The law is the veil. The law has been removed away. We all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Some of you have been going through the same cycle of repetitious sin and same cycle of repetitious failure because you think it is your ability to please God that works. No, it's your faith that pleases God and your faith ain't got nothing to do with your ability. It's the faith of God that comes in you when you walk justified by faith. Please hear me. If I didn't say anything else, that's the most important stuff I've ever said. It's your ability to know that I am justified, not by what I do, but by the blood of Jesus. And you look at the mirror and say, I release you. I release you from guilt. Zach, I release you from shame. I find no fault in you. And we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image. We are transformed into the same image. Meaning, if you look at Jesus, you do what Jesus can do. You become like Jesus. Peter looks at Jesus. Peter's a fisherman. Fishermen drown in water. That's why they don't get in very easily. Peter looks at Jesus and now he starts doing what Jesus is doing. Your ability to conquer your storm requires you to first get a revelation of Jesus who is walking on your storm. And number two, fixing your eyes on Jesus. Fixing your eyes on Jesus. He heard the word. Watch this. He heard the word. He got a revelation. And he stepped out in faith. Please hear me carefully. Whatever storm you're going through today. And boy, we can whack. I know, I know many of you guys get hit. I've been getting hit hard. You can't allow the devil to distract you. You've got to fix your eyes on Jesus. When man says no, it's not over till God says it's over. Please hear me carefully today. Your blessing, your promotion, that house, that, that, that school, that job, that dream that you're trying to believe for. It's not dependent on your ability unless you put the emphasis on your ability. It's not by faith. It's not by, it's not by sight. But it will come by your faith. Peter did what Jesus could do as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. And then he takes his eyes off Jesus and starts drowning. And Jesus says, why did you not believe? Peter, why did you not believe? Meaning what? My faith is connected to my ability to look at Jesus. You know why people fall away? Because their grace revelation is dependent on, on performance and results. 
not in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And you'll be walking on that very thing that's threatening to drown you. Ushers, would you please get the Lord's table ready quickly? Those of you watching me online, get some juice, get some bread. And I want us to partake together. With every eye closed and every head bowed, real quickly, I want to ask you this question. If you're here and you're saying, Pastor, I, I have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord. This faith I speak of is for those who have received Him. And to those who have received Him, has He given the power or the right to become children of God? Are you a child of God today? Yes. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, today is your opportunity to say, Pastor, I need, I need Jesus. I need Jesus, man. I'm pretty religious, but that religion don't save you. In fact, we just read that you walk under a curse. I want Jesus Christ. I want a relationship with Jesus. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of life, those of you watching me online live and many of you in this place, would you quickly pray this prayer after me? Let's get that out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. Let's secure your eternity. Let's secure your future forever by one thing. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Real quickly, with everyone, everyone in this room repeating this prayer after me, with your eyes closed, say these words with me out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, I need you as my Savior. Come wash me with your blood. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Come be born in my heart. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. From this day, I am saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, would you please pass out the Lord's table. Please get the cup. Please get the bread. We're going to partake together. Thank you. If you have made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, then you can hold this bread and this cup. You don't have to be a member of Brazen Grace to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Would you take a look at that bread that you're holding in your hand? This is the matzah that we always try to get. That the Jewish people have been getting for generations since Passover. Made a certain way. If you don't have that teaching, I want you to go out there and get it. That I taught on the Lord's table on communion. It's very important that you understand this. On the night Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and then he took the cup. And he did not say, this is a type of my body or a type of my blood. He looked at bread and wine and prophetically, by faith, declared, this is my body. It's a beautiful process of how this bread is made, but I want you to notice three things about it. You will see that it has holes, it has stripes, and it's just slightly burnt. He was pierced for your transgressions. Listen to me. God's not trying to teach you a lesson with that sickness in your body. You cut off all ownership with that disease from hell. It doesn't belong on your body. It belongs in hell. You cut off all. You renounce all ownership with that, with that disease. Never speak of yourself as being sick again. By His stripes, you are healed. 
every sin that you have ever committed or will ever commit was already placed on the body of Jesus Christ. Therefore, you can hold this bread and eat it, not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. If you're looking for righteous people to partake of this communion, there is none but Jesus. We don't disqualify people in this church. We let you know that it's because of His blood and His body that you can partake. Holds, stripes, and it's a little burnt. He went into hell. He went down into that forsaken place that we were all headed into and, and was burned there and paid the price for us there. But there he defeated Satan. He defeated hell, death and the grave. And he rose up on the third day victorious. Now because you are in Christ, you never have to see the fiery flames of hell. Hallelujah. This is his blood shed for you. Would you hold the bread and the cup out and declare out loud, this is your body. Your body was broken. So mine could be put together. By your stripes, I am healed. Sickness, disease, infirmity. It is illegal for you to be in my body, in my mind. By his stripes, I am healed right now in Jesus name this is your blood and your blood was shed to make me righteous God made him who knew no sin to become sin for me so that I through him might become righteous thank you for your body thank you for your blood I partake rejoicing in remembrance of you in Jesus name can we partake all over this place? Thank you, Jesus. All of you watching online. Praise Him. Praise Him. Worship. How do you walk by faith? By being aware that you are forgiven. Did you hear me? How do I walk by faith? Man, we went through faith after faith after faith lesson and teaching and principle. And, and we would try to faith it while we were feeling sinful the whole time. Faith doesn't work in condemnation. Faith breeds in the soil of righteousness. Condemnation only produces unbelief. Grace produces faith. Say it, I have the faith of God. I have the faith of God. Would you all please stand for the blessing? Aren't you glad you came to the house of the Lord today? Aren't you better off than when you before you walked in today? Isn't church the place you're supposed to be on Sundays? Isn't it good to have enjoyed the worship and the presence and the privilege to give? Man, I love giving. I don't know about you. I look for opportunities to give. The word of God that is declared over you. You are righteous. And therefore, you have the faith of God. Ooh, that's good. I got God's faith. All I got to do is be aware that I am forgiven, forever forgiven, forever righteous. I am forever forgiven. God sees no sin in you. You hear me? God sees no sin in you. He only sees His Son in you. Ah. Oh, the Lord bless you. 
The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. May you know that you are forgiven forever. May condemnation have no place in your life. May guilt never creep into your mind, into your heart. May you know that you are forgiven forever and therefore the faith of God works in you and through you. In the name of Jesus, I bless everything you put your hands to. Church, you are blessed because you are in the house of the Lord today. The blessing of the Lord accelerates upon you. Things you are believing for and standing in faith for will come quickly because the grace of God is abounding on your life. You are blessed in your jobs, blessed in your workplace, blessed at home, blessed in your ministries, blessed in your finances. Everything you put your hands to is blessed in the name of Jesus. You are blessed. Your family is blessed. Your lost ones are saved because the children of the righteous shall be saved. I bless your children. Your children's children father we thank you that we are yours may we never forget may we walk in the awareness that Jesus has paid it all for me I just have to enjoy it and walk it out by the faith that he has already given to me now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the only wise God to Jesus be blessing glory honor dominion and power forever shout it out let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in Jesus name clap your hands and give God some praise in the house would you oh come on if you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now wherever you are dear Lord Jesus I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior thank you for dying for me I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box. 592675 San Antonio, Texas 78259 For more information on ZCIM please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official God bless you